Welcome to the Moms for Wellness podcast on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV. This is a podcast for moms who are passionate about being healthy and who are leading their kids to do the same. Welcome back to the podcast, Mama. I am so glad you are here. So it's summertime. It's hot outside and the sun is blazing full force. And you know you need to wear sunscreen for yourself and for your kids. And the thing is, you find yourself staring at a wall of sunscreens. There are so many choices. Like, who knew, right? How the heck do you go about choosing what sunscreen is the best sunscreen to use? Did you know? that many of those sunscreens are filled with harmful chemicals. There are many toxic chemicals in sunscreens that are on the shelves of your local drugstore or grocery store. So I am here today to help you wade through the sea of sunscreens and help you make an educated decision that you can feel good about putting that sunscreen on your child and on yourself. So let me just say that scientists have discovered at least two different compounds in sunscreens that are carcinogens. They are benzene and benzophenone. We're going to start and end with them and give you some more no-no ingredients in between. So let's start off by giving you the chemicals that you do not want in your sunscreen. And then I'm just going to share a little bit about each one with you. Okay. So these are the eight damaging chemicals that are commonly found in sunscreens. There are There are more than this, okay? These are just my top eight that I'm sharing with you, um, and they're in no particular order, but you don't want any of these eight in your sunscreens, okay? Number one is oxybenzone. Number two is octanoxate. Number three is PABA. Number four is homosalate. Number five is octocrylene. Number six is octosalate. Number seven is avobenzone. And number eight, is benzene. All right. So let's go back to number one and talk about it. So oxybenzone. All right. And this one I mentioned of the two top, we're going to start with this one and we're going to end with the other one that I mentioned. Okay. So oxybenzone or benzophenone as it's also known. Okay. So I'm going to give you a quote, quote, oxybenzone is a problem because it's readily absorbed by the skin, enters the bloodstream, and circulates throughout the body, which can negatively affect several bodily systems, end quote. That is what Brad Lenahan states, okay? So here we go again. I've talked about it before, but this is why it matters. Because the things that you apply to your skin get into your bloodstream. They go throughout your body. So it matters what is in the products that you are putting on your skin, what is in the products of that you are putting on your children's skin. Okay. So here's some six quick facts about oxybenzone, according to Brad Lenahan. All right. So the first one is the Center for Disease Control, the CDC states that 97% of the people tested had oxybenzone present in their urine and scientists report various concentrations present in fish and waterways worldwide. So obviously this is a very prevalent ingredient. Okay. So of the people that they tested, 97% had it in them. All right. Next one, the chemical is also present in breast tissues and breast milk and may induce pro-carcinogenic activities 
by facilitating the proliferation of cells that are receptive to estrogenic compounds. So basically in layman's term, it's saying it's, it's adding to precursor, like it's adding to cancer, it's adding to major problems in children, in moms who are pregnant, in breast tissue and breast milk, okay? Next one is oxybenzone is linked to endocrine disruption. Endocrine disruption, you guys, we've talked a lot about that on this podcast, and it affects hormones by blocking them or mimicking them, throwing off the body's hormonal balance. We don't need any more issues with hormonal balance, okay? But oxybenzone does that. It throws off hormone balance. All right, next one. It causes toxicity to sperm development and sperm viability and has been shown to feminize male fish and alter the development of breasts in adolescent females. Again, we're talking about reproductive hormonal disruptions, okay? Next one is it's been shown to produce contact allergies and photo allergies, meaning these are reactions that actually worsen in sunlight. Um, okay, so what ingredient is this in? This is in sunscreen. So you're actually supposed to be in sunscreen when you're using it, and it's saying that these reactions occur when you're in sunlight. Not a good thing. And the next one is about oxybenzone is that it can react with chlorine producing hazardous byproducts that can concentrate in swimming pools and hot tubs. So if you've ever seen that oily substance that's floating on the top of bodies of water, then you know what we mean, okay? So where are you using this very typically? Pools and hot tubs, right? And then the next one is just one drop of oxybenzone in a six and a half Olympic sized pool of water is enough to damage coral reefs. I mean, if that little bit is enough to damage coral reefs, imagine what it is doing to your body, which we've just given you a whole list of things that it's doing to your body. And then benzophenone is a suspected carcinogen that can interfere with key hormones and reproductive organs, according to a study published in Chemical Research and Toxicology in March 2021. So there's all kinds of research about this. Feel free to do your own research. But basically, to recap on this first ingredient, we're still on the first ingredient that you want to avoid in your sunscreen, which is oxybenzone. So to recap all of this, oxybenzone belongs nowhere near safe sunscreen formulas because once it's absorbed through the skin, it can lead to hormonal imbalance, reproductive harm, skin reactions, photo allergies, and might even be linked to breast cancer. On top of that, when it washes off our bodies and travels into water, it causes devastating harm to delicate ecosystems and potentially children swimming in the pool. Okay, so those were all details that Brad Lanahan shared, and I wanted to pass them on to you because it makes a difference. It helps to know what this ingredient is and what it is doing to you and to your children, to your family. Okay, so that's oxybenzone don't want it in your sunscreen. Make sure it's not in any of the sunscreen that you are currently using, okay? Number two ingredient on the no-no list, all right, is octanoxate. So according to research by the Environmental Working Group, octanoxate is also found in mother's milk, causes hormone-like activity, and leads to thyroid and behavioral alterations. Okay, again, we don't need any alterations in any of those categories, okay? So that is octanoxate, all right? Don't want it in your sunscreen is number two on our no-no list, all right? 
Number three on our no-no list is PABA, P-A-B-A, capital P, capital A, capital B, capital A. All right, so this is not as commonly found in sunscreens anymore because of its noted toxicity that the word has gotten out and they have been taking it out of a lot of sunscreens, but just be aware to avoid it as some still have it in it, believe it or not, which is why we're doing this, okay? So research links PABA with thyroid disrupting activity, raising concerns about long-term health effects. Currently, PABA derivatives are used in place of PABA. So as I mentioned, typically won't find it in there anymore. Some might still have it, but the derivatives are in there. But the problem is these derivatives may also cause health problems. So here we have another endocrine disruptor, right? So do we wonder why there is so much hormone deregulation among us? It's in so many things. And we're just talking about one, one product, sunscreen, just one topic, um, one specific product and think of all the many, many products that we use that have endocrine disruptors in them. Okay. So we do not want PABA in our sunscreen. We don't want PABA derivatives in our sunscreens either. Okay. So that's number three on our no-no list. All right. Moving on to number four on our no-no list of ingredients that we do not want in our sunscreen is homosalate. Homosalate has been found to penetrate the skin, disrupt hormones, do you see a theme here? And produce toxic breakdown byproducts over time, okay? So in June 2021, the European Commission released a statement deeming homosalate unsafe in concentrations higher than 10%, okay? Listen to this, because I don't want you to get lost in the numbers, lost in the weeds here, okay? So the European Commission released a statement, said that this ingredient, homosalate, unsafe in concentrations higher than 10%, okay? That's recommending that only 1.4% be used in sunblocking cosmetics, okay? So they're recommending only 1.4% in, the, um, in the products, all right? Check this out. Currently, the FDA allows homocellic concentration of 15%, one five. Um, did, did, you, did you hear that? The European Commission said, no higher than 10%, 10% higher than 10% is a problem. We only recommend 1.4%, but the FDA is saying, yeah, 15% say okay with us. Um, okay, thanks FDA. I mean, guys, do you still think the FDA has your back? You have to do this research on you. You have to pay attention to these things on you. Maybe you don't have to do all your, all your own research. Just listen to this podcast. That's why I'm doing it for you. So, um, but feel free to look into this further, but but pay attention to that. So homosalate is another ingredient that we do not want in our sunscreen, all right? Number five on our no-no list is octocrylene. Octocrylene also can break down, causing it to develop into a harmful chemical known as benzophenone. Do you remember that one? I know it's a lot of big words and you might be like, okay, whatever, Jenny. Okay, guys, that was the first ingredient that we talked about, benzophenone. We already talked about that one. So octocrylene breaks down into benzophenone. And we already established all of the millions of reasons, well, we didn't quite do millions, but a lot of reasons why you don't want benzophenone in your sunscreen, okay? So this chemical, octocrylene, was on the California Proposition 65 list, meaning exposure can increase the likelihood of cancer. 
According to Yale Medicine, approximately 2,400 sunscreen products have octocrylene in them. So this is, again, this is why I'm doing this podcast because I want to share this information with you so that you're aware of this because a lot of the products on the shelves have this ingredient, have these ingredients that I'm sharing with you. So octocrylene is ingredient number five on the no-no list. All right, number six, ingredient number six is octosalate. This chemical has been linked to allergic contact dermatitis. So analysis by the Environmental Protection Agency suggests that octosalate may have endocrine effects. There's that word again, endocrine effects, weakly binding to the estrogen receptor. So octosalate is an organic UV filter. It readily absorbs through the skin at levels 10 times more than 0.5 nanograms per millimeter. So all that to say, 0.5 nanograms per milliliter, milliliter is the FDA's cutoff for systemic exposure. So this cutoff is the maximum concentration that can be found in blood before there are potential safety concerns. All right. So, and this can be absorbed at 10 times that amount. The FDA has requested additional safety tests when sunscreen is absorbed above this level. So octosalate is getting absorbed in massive amounts into your body and we don't want it to be, okay? So octosalate is ingredient number six on the no-no list for your sunscreen, okay? Number seven, ingredient number seven is avobenzone. So this is a very common ingredient found in sunscreens. Very, very common. You can often find it in chemical sunscreens like lip balms and even baby sunscreens, okay? So don't think that if you're looking for baby sunscreens that it's safer and you're off the hook. You still need to read the ingredients, okay? The thing is, is that it's not very effective on its own. And get this, sunlight can even break it down. So there we go again with exposure to sunlight and what is sunlight actually doing to this chemical? It's breaking it down. So then it's not even protecting you in the first place and making it easier for you to get a burn, okay? And on top of that, breakdown products of avobenzone have been shown to cause allergic reactions. Not fun. And avobenzone can disrupt the endocrine system and has been shown to block the effects of testosterone in cellular studies. So again, we're messing with our hormones. We're messing with our endocrine system. Not something we want to do, okay? And then just as also, as an interesting note for a lot of these ingredients, um, a little bit in summary, there's still one more ingredient, but the ingredients oxybenzone, octanoxate, octosalate, octocrylene, homosalate, and avobenzone are all systemically absorbed into the body after one use according to the studies published by the FDA. The agency also found that they could be detected, all of these ingredients could be detected on the skin and in the blood weeks after they had last been used, okay? So one time using them and effects weeks later. You can, it can be found in your system, in your body weeks later. So again, it's not just like, oh, well, I just used it one time. Well, it still matters. And then on top of that, think about how many times you actually do use these products. And then that buildup, that cumulative effect, think about what that is doing, okay? All right, and that brings us to our last ingredient on our no-no list, number eight, benzene. 
Okay, so listen up for this one because this one is very interesting, very interesting. Carrie McMillan wrote an article for Yale Medicine that was published on August 1st, 2022, that shared this interesting and frightful information that I want to pass on to you. So, um, so she shared that Balisher, um, so this is a company name that you are going to want to remember and look up after um, for info later on. The reason is, is that they, Balisher, are an independent quality assurance company in New Haven, Connecticut, and they detected high levels of benzene, a known human carcinogen, in 78 sunscreen and after sun care products. That's crazy. That's crazy. And this was last summer, people, okay? So last summer. So I'm telling you, this is why I do this podcast. So please share this with your friends because I am trying to get the information out to you that you might not be readily, that you're just readily finding on your own. You need to be aware of what is actually in the products that you are using and what it is doing to your body and your children's body. So please don't just go for the cheapest one or the one that is on sale please, please, please pay attention to the information like this. Pay attention to the ingredients, okay? So let's continue with benzene and Balisher's findings, okay? So you might ask, okay, so what's the big deal, okay? So benzene was found in 78 products. Okay, great. Well, let me quote from the article, okay? So this is a quote from Carrie McMillan. She states, quote, Benzene is known to cause cancer in humans, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, the World Health Organization, and other regulatory agencies. It is a highly flammable chemical that is a natural part of crude oil, gasoline, and cigarette smoke, and is used to make plastics, nylon, and synthetic products. It is also used to make some types of lubricants, rubbers, dyes, detergents, drugs, and pesticides. Long, she continues, long-term exposure to inhaled benzene can cause leukemia. What's perhaps most troubling is that it is not an intended ingredient in any sunscreen product or production process, which leaves many wondering how it got in there and how they can protect themselves if there is no way to know how and when it was introduced, end quote. So here's the thing. That last part is especially what I wanted you to hear. It's not necessarily a listed ingredient on the product ingredient list, okay? So at the end of the day, they don't even know how benzene got into these products. And it could even be present in products other than these sunscreens that were tested. So here's the thing, and I quote, a safe level of benzene in sunscreen products doesn't exist, end quote from Dr. Bunick. So quote, one potential hypothesis of how the benzene was introduced is that it came from the ethanol used in the manufacturing process, end quote. So again, they don't know. They don't know how it got there. So what they did was they recalled all of those products. It includes products from Johnson & Johnson, including Avino and Neutrogena brands, and CVS and other brands removed products from their shelves as well. So now what do we make of this? Where do we go from here? What do we do? Well, again, my big point to you in sharing that information is one, so you're aware of that. And again, I say to get to know the companies that you buy from. Do you know their manufacturing processes? Do you know their business standards? Do you know their ethics? What do they stand for? 
Do you trust them? I did a whole episode on trusting the companies that you buy from and what to look for. So go back and check out episode 75. Listen to that. It is well worth a listen. I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, So just be aware of the companies that you are buying from. So let me close out by giving you two ingredients that you do want to look for in your sunscreen that are okay if you see them on the ingredient list, okay? And those are zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. And the thing to remember is that sunscreens generally come in two forms. They come in mineral sunscreen and chemical sunscreen. So mineral sunscreens often contain the zinc oxide or the titanium dioxide. They sit on the skin's surface to deflect the sun's rays. Whereas chemical sunscreens, penetrate the skin and absorb the sun's rays. So the ingredients that we have talked about on the eight no-no list are in the chemical sunscreens, okay? So I'm gonna switch over and talk about mineral sunscreens that would include the zinc oxide and or the titanium dioxide, okay? So zinc oxide, titanium dioxide are gonna be found in mineral sunscreens. So the first one, zinc oxide. Zinc oxide is a mineral that sits on top of the skin and it reflects the UV rays. It blocks out the entire spectrum of ultraviolet light. So make sure zinc oxide is the main ingredient, the main active ingredient. And then just remember that you do need to apply every two hours typically um, with mineral sunscreens, all right? And then ingredient number two is titanium dioxide. It helps reflect and scatter UVA and UVB rays. It's non-irritating, non-comodogenic, prevents premature aging, and is invisible after application. So that's a pretty good list. Um, So those are two ingredients um, that are a-okay when you see them on the ingredient list. All right, so let me just close out. As far as recommendations go, I can share with you my my two favorite sunscreens. Uh, The first one is Fun Sun Mineral Sunscreen Lotion Broad Spectrum SPF 30. It is formulated with the latest technological advancement of zinc oxide to help prevent against UVA and UVB. So UVA is the sun's skin aging rays. UVB are the sun's burning rays. So you can enjoy time under the sun or underwater. Um, Plus, it doesn't include the chemical UV filters. Don't want those. We just spent a whole episode talking about those. Um, So you can apply this moisturizing formula to leave skin looking dewy with a hint of iridescence and without that chalky white cast. That's usually what people complain about is the, the whiteness of the sunscreen. This sunscreen does not have that Plus it has green tea and aloe vera, so it soothes and hydrates. um, So your skin feels just really great. So then my second recommendation is for babies specifically, for all the littles, and that is ABC Arbonne Baby Care Sunscreen Broad Spectrum 30, SPF 30. So it is a gentle lotion with a mineral sunscreen ingredient for broad spectrum skin sun protection. The unscented formula absorbs quickly and softens and smooths the skin too. So it's a non-chemical mineral sunscreen that is formulated with non-nano zinc oxide along with botanicals, antioxidants, minerals, and natural moisturizers. So really, really great, non-irritating, great for babies, great for little ones um, to be able to protect their skin, but not fill your skin, your baby skin, your children's skin with those chemicals that we've just spent an episode talking about. So there you have it, the good, the bad, the ugly. And I even gave you my recommendations as well. And I'll put links to those two sunscreens if you want to get them, or if you just want to check them out, find out more about them, I'll put those in the show notes as well. 
But I hope this information, this conversation has been helpful to you. Please, 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 please check if you have any of those recalled products. And from now on, please, please, please read the ingredients in your sunscreen. It matters. That's a wrap. Thanks for joining me on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV or joining me on the Moms for Wellness podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the Moms for Wellness podcast and leave a five-star rating or review. It really is helpful and we would be so grateful. I'm Jenny. Have a good one.